Yo, what's poppin' with the deal? What it is, baby? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Mucker Protocol. Yo, <laughs> there's been a tsunami of energy in the comedy world. <laughs> Over the last week, now you heard someone uh, giggling in the background, which we'll get to. I I like to break up. I, I know, uh, you know, big up all the fam, all, all the Father Mucker fam that listen. Um, and I know that, you know, you'll get a bunch of weeks of me doing dolo, but you know, I also like to have, have guests on, and it's been a couple of weeks since I had a guest, so this past week, I was actually, let me, let me give y'all some insight into the, into the mind of Dean Edwards and how it works. I was on the phone with my man. I saw, actually, he posted something, then he posted it again the next day about it with regards to it, which we'll get to. And then I read it. You ever do this? You read a social media post, but you're like, you just click like. You don't really pay attention to it. So I click like, oh, my man doing this thing. And then I read more about it the next day. And I was like, oh, I should have read the whole thing. Oops. So, <laughs> to, oh, and and uh, um, without any further ado, this this is my man, 50 Grand. We go, we, damn, we go back a long time to the last millennium. When I remember when he first moved here from Denver, Colorado, with big dreams in the big city. Yo, give it up. One of the funniest cats I know. And in this industry, unfortunately, the um, the opportunities don't always come to the most talented uh, when, they, when you think they deserve them. But I, I'm a firm believer of uh, cream always rising and opportunities always coming um, in the right time, in God's time. And it's, I believe it's his time, and he's bubbling, and things, big things are going. Give it up for my man and yours, Mr. John Lasseter. John Lasseter, Bill John, what's going on, fam? How you Whoa, doing? What's happening, man? Happy chilling, to chilling. be here. Honored to be here. Yeah, 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 man. I, um, I, I, I've, I've been... Like I said, I've I've known John. When did you move here? In ninety seven. Yes, seven ninety eight. Ninety seven, yeah. ninety eight. Yeah. And I remember. Here's what's funny. I remember. I used to be jealous. I still worked. A, I worked a day job till ninety till August ninety seven. And I think you, Alicia, oh yeah, our friend Alicia, Rich, um, Rich, Rich, uh, Brooks. Rich Brooks, Black Rich Brooks, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Black Rich Brooks, he's a nut. Um, and did Rich Pielo? Did Rich work with y'all? You mean in the sketch? No, no, no. Uh, uh, y'all didn't y'all all work at a like a telemarketing joint? Oh no, no, no. You know what? I think I don't know if Rich came in there later or not. But um, yeah, we all worked at a telemarketing. They all work. And here's here's the thing. I worked at a telemarketer's by uh, Positive Promotions, and I remember I was getting, I think, like, eight, back in 90-something, I was getting $8 an hour, right? Yeah. And you all, I remember Rich telling me, or maybe Alicia, one of y'all was like, we get $10 an hour, and y'all had, like, benefits. I was jealous. I was like, yo! Oh, yeah. I was like, yo, they getting $2 an hour more, and y'all... And instead of people calling, like it, it was it was easy telemarketing. It was like, the easiest telemarketing job ever. What type of what 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 uh what was the job? The job, the job. <laughs> you ain't know you ain't know that I've been holding this for twenty years. <laughs> this jealousy pill. <laughs> Yo, the the job, man. So I got the job right, 
and then because I was coming from Wall Street. Okay, right, 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 right. But in a nutshell, the job was to send out publications to banks and hospitals. But the only thing they had to do was agree to look it over. Okay. If they agreed to look it over, I got a commission off of the book. Mm-hmm. But the books were expensive. So the book started around $200, which gave me a 2% commission, $4. Okay. So okay. I would just call, hey, you know, and I knew how to beat people up. So right, I would say, right, hey, right. you know, is this Miss Dennis? And she'd say, yeah. Hey, you know, I'm over at Faulkner and Gray. I just want to get this publication out to you. You know, you take a look <laughs> at it. Did y'all peep what he did? Did you peep? Because that's the thing with telemarketing. There's definitely, there was a skill and a talent to sales. And well, you sales, just hit it. Well, well, I, well I, I knew it from Wall Street. Right, I was going to so say I Wall Street. So I they taught us on Wall Street, it's a trail of yeses. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So once somebody starts saying yes, they just keep saying yes. Right, You know what right, I mean? Right, hey, is right. this Miss Dennis? Yes. The second question, hey, is this 224 Park Avenue? Yes. Hey, are you the receptionist there? Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Now I got three yeses. Okay. Well, look, what I'm looking to do is just get a publication out to you today. You know, if right. you like the publication, right. keep it. If you don't like it, we'll just set it out so you guys right. can review it. If you don't like it, just put it back in the box. Uh, we already paid the publication cost. Send it back to us. Is that a problem? Again, you're at 224 Park Avenue? <laughs> yes. Bang. Book was in the mail. I done stuffed it all down their throat. That was $4. But the funny thing was the job was from 1 to 5. Right, that's that's what I think. Uh, so I could be out 10, all night. Yeah, that was the other thing. Besides the ten dollars an hour, besides the the bump in the pay, I remember y'all always had mad free time. Well, wait a minute. Keep in mind the cheapest book uh-huh. was a four dollar payout for what I just did. Uh-huh. I just made four dollars. Right, right, right. So imagine how many times you could do that in four hours. But wait a minute. By the time I but had, wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> By the time, you know, once I got this job, it was so good, I wanted every comedian to have it. Right, So, so right, I probably right. hired around 10 or 12 of my friends. Right, right, right. But when they came in, the books they gave them were more expensive. Mm. So they started making eight. 10. When Rich Brooks, by the time he got there, there was a book that was 12 bucks. It came with a CD. Mm-hmm. $12. Every time you got somebody to say what I just got you to say. Mm-hmm. So we were making money hand over fist, right, 200 right, right. $250 a day. Right. And then we would just sit on the phone. And you just would get your, your, just your, your, your daily uh, hourly paycheck. Yes. On top of that, yeah, yes. The yeah. paycheck to me was 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 right. minuscule compared to what you could get in commission. Of course, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we man. were um, we were doing well, man. But I I that was my that was my last job. Hey, that's that's how how long did you you work there for? I worked there for around a year, maybe maybe a year and a half, and and um, and once I made enough money in comedy that I knew that I could survive, mm-hmm. I ran out of there, and they changed the rules. Okay. Because of we course were they a did. Chunk. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they were like, "What? Well, why are they so happy?" Yes. <laughs> they're so, struggling artists, but they're here during yes. the day. So they changed the rules to the company had to buy the book. Uh-huh. They would give us twice the commission and health care. Okay. So we had health care, but then the company had to buy the book. And you know, I was just in there. I just wanted to get that fast money, right? So that I could build up my comedy career. So right. once they offered all that, that meant you really had to be in there working up. And I had just got to the point where I was making enough money in comedy. I walked out the door. Ah, wow, yeah, wow. Yeah, walked out. The Which door. took courage, but had you had saved up a nice nest egg. I would have uh, probably never done comedy. That's why I quit Wall Street. Right, right, right. I was right. afraid to make enough money where I could get comfortable. Right, right. Once you get comfortable, then it's like, why am I putting up with this nonsense? You, you, of you have food? an easy out. Yeah, you have an easy out. Yeah. you can't serve two masters. I was, I was the same way when, uh, 
my family moved upstate, moved to Rochester, and uh, and I've said it on the uh, for the Mucker Protocol here before that um, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you gotta say no. Sometimes you gotta you gotta force the discomfort on yourself. Oh yeah. Just so you don't get so comfortable because when when I was upstate, um, you know I joined I I joined the service. I was in the military, and all of my friends were getting jobs. You know, uh, uh, Rochester is the um, the imaging capital of the world. So they had Xerox, they had Bosch and Lom, they had Kodak, mm. yeah, hey, and everybody I knew had. Fly jobs, make corporate good account. money, corporate account, company nice car, car, company car, all of that. Oh yeah. And I had a I had a base model Hyundai Excel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that that my that my pops, God bless you know my pops. He went. Uh, I think when when my when my first car died. Because unlike New York City, you don't you don't need a car down here. You no, no, need, no, you, definitely you, you not. You got the MTA. Oh yeah. Um, but but up there you need a vehicle. And my uh, my my first car, they got it was a lemon joint. It was it was a, a eighty three Escort. That joint died two years to the day I got it. Or on uh, on four ninety caught fire, caught fire. <laughs> Hold up, here's what's funny. It was smoking. I was going to my man Deshawn's. That's when I was rapid. I was going to Deshawn's to spit. Pulled the car off the highway, went around the corner to call him like, "Yo, bring me a jug of water." Um, cause I, I think car's my car's overheating. overheating. While I'm on the phone with him, I I see sirens and fire trucks. I'm like, oh yeah, my bad, dude. It's, it's loud out here. Um, I see all these fire trucks. I get to my my car. It's smoldering. <laughs> I just got a new uh, Benzy box. I had a new new uh ster- car stereo that was done because they busted the window thing. They thought my key was still in because the car when they got to the car, the fireman said the car was still running. The car had turned on. There was an electrical something happened. The car yeah. was running, and they were trying to turn it off. And then they were like, "Oh, nah!" And the car was on fire. They said by the time they got there, so crazy. Um, so we went and got a. He was. He went to find. They had like a, uh, you know the 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 here special uh sale for college students and and it was it was like hundred fifty dollars a month. <laughs> No money down. That's what it was. No money down. He was like, I'll take it. Yeah. No money down. <laughs> Sold. Hundred fifty dollars a month. And my pops was like, You work you work at uh Kmart, you could afford hundred fifty dollars a month. That's how I, you know, built up my credit and uh And all the while you could have had a company car. Yeah. If you'd have been like the like the rest of yeah. the, the rest of your comrades. And my mom's always was like, Why don't you get I was like, I don't want a job. I don't, yeah. I don't want I wanna be some 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 simp sitting there. And no disrespect to anyone listening that that if you work corporate, that's that's your thing. God bless you. But for me, yeah, I was like, that's that's not my calling. That's right. not what I want to do. I mean, know? just like you know what, man. And to to people who have jobs, like you know, you know, God bless you. I don't. I would never knock someone who has a job. My mom had a job. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not. I would never knock. But just like people who oftentimes have jobs. You know, they say to themselves, like, oh, my God, I would be so afraid to do what you do. <laughs> I have the exact same fear Word. about having a job. Word. It, it actually brings fear to Word. my heart Word. Of, of going in there because, um, yeah, everybody's not cut out to do the same thing. And, exactly. Uh, exactly. So I'm definitely not cut out to do that. I would, I would be getting fired left and right. right. I would be the most unemployable. You know, they say that when they put sharks in, uh, that they try to they try to keep great whites at... um. At SeaWorld for mm-hmm. years, and uh-huh. it just doesn't work. They really? die. Really? Yeah. 
Say that's why there's no great whites in uh, at SeaWorld. Even with all the salt water, all uh-huh. the accoutrements, they die. They die. Yeah. Some they're like, nah, I can't do Some animals I, ain't made to, under no circumstances, under no circumstances can be caged. They'll right, die. Right, right. That and would be me. I would wow. be dead. Wow. That's a good, uh, yeah. it's a good metaphor to, to anyone out there that's wondering why you're working, why you, you have that itch for this. Because a lot of, I, I find uh, a lot of uh, newer comics um, listen as well. Uh, I, I was talking to one this morning, asked about a, a manager, um, a former manager, and was asking about them. Um, so he, he might be listening, but you know, I, I like I like doling out information, and the reason the reason is called the Father Muckin Protocol. For those that don't know, and including yourself, maybe John, is because you, you have you, you know at this point you you long enough in the tooth that cats are asking you advice, yeah. hitting you up for advice, and. I don't like advice. I ain't never like giving advice. I ain't never like taking advice because what worked for me may not work for you, may not work for the next cat. Right. But I will share information and Happily. drop a tidbit of info and, and some, some wisdom. And if you can use that um, to your advantage, so be it. Because I I never understood people not sharing information. I don't you get know, it either. It's, it's like it, it, what, somebody, you sharing information with one person, if they, if they get on... That was meant for them. That ain't meant for you. Yeah. You know? And I don't believe, and I'm not a scarcity theory guy anyway. Right. There's more than enough for all of There's us. Enough to for everybody. More than enough for everybody. Yeah. Now, real quick, um, do you have any dates coming up? I forgot to plug any any uh, upcoming dates. I was like making sure people know. I mean, I'm I'm always down at the cellar, man. Okay. But I think I, I should probably stay there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should get tossed out of... After getting tossed out of some other places. Oh shoot! Which which we're going to get to. Um, um, y'all can catch me. I've been uh, plugging it. Um, y'all can catch me at Acme Comedy Company in uh, Minneapolis, June fifth through June 9th. It's gonna uh, gonna be fire. You know, I haven't been there since. Uh, I thought I was there last year because I had so much fun, but I was I was busy, hella busy on the road last year. Um, so I hit the manager, the owner slash manager up and, uh, soon I hit him say, yo, what's up with cut? He was like, oh, dude, everybody loves you. We got to bring you back. Um, hit my agent the next day. My agent was like, yeah, we have an offer for Acme. And so sometimes for those that don't know, sometimes you got, sometimes you got to do the legwork, you know, yeah. sometimes it's just out of sight, out of mind, you know, um, and, and closed mouth don't get fed. Exactly. So it, does, it, it, it did, it didn't hurt my ego at all because sometimes your ego will get in the way like shoot i don't I've, I've done this and that i shouldn't have to yeah but you know they have a, a thousand comics that they work your agency has a g- bunch of comics that they work and, and you so- know and you know what for them in their defense it's probably easier to just not even think about it keep using the same people yeah so they don't have yeah. to do nothing yeah i got this person this person this person and just keep that that hamster wheel going exactly you know exactly. so if you don't say hey can i jump on the wheel for a minute yeah. right they like, <laughs> right because as soon as i called them it's like hey right hey. right right of course right. i love you exactly Exactly. He's probably not even thinking about it. He's probably just thinking about how to how to make his life simpler. Exactly. He's the same people over and over again. Exactly. So um so you can catch me there. Um 
I'm guessing I'll be at uh, a, a casino in Atlantic City real soon. <laughs> tell him I said hi. Yeah. Um, Don't tell him I said hi. <laughs> I, w- I will, out of respect for, for them, I won't say the name of it, but... It, oh, right. You, you I know. don't... No, no, no. Uh, I wasn't going to do and, that And either. I know you weren't, because yeah, yeah. ain't no hard, hard feelings. Um, but we'll get to that, because last week... Th- we'll give a teaser, but I want to get into your, your history and your bio. Uh, last week... Um, John had had an instance where he was he was booked to do the week at this particular uh, you know casino um, has a beautiful theater beautiful venue um, and they've and they've been booking they've been um, booking three comics a week I I did it um, a month ago about a month ago a month and a half no a month ago I did it a month ago and um, had a blast but. They uh they took issue. Well, they didn't take issue. Audience members took issue with material you were doing with regards to the current administration. Yep. And people complained. And then your post that you put up, um, Tuesday was it Tuesday? Monday. Monday. Monday night you put a post up saying, "Yo, these people just uh got all bent out of shape about this joke. Should I do it? Should I do it?" And then the next day you put up a post saying. Yo, I'm 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 going I'm, go, I'm going home. Yeah, because I, I did it. Yeah, I did <laughs> Guess it. what? <laughs> did the joke. Thanks for standing me wrong, y'all. <laughs> but we're gonna get to that. We're gonna we're gonna land the plane with with that and and talk about it because you and I had a long conversation oh, about yeah, it last yeah, yeah. week. Um, but first, I want to go back to your 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 humble. It's always fun getting someone's you know Peter Parker the Spider Man story, right? So you're from Denver originally. Yes. Now, was you you were a ball player? A lot of people don't know. Yes, I was a ball you, player. You 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 are, and the reason and here's what's funny. The reason I that always stood out to me because back then, back in those like late nineties, we were hanging tight with Leslie Leslie yes. Jones, Big Les. And you and Leslie had shared a lot in common because you both played college basketball. Yeah, you played Division basketball D one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um that and you were playing for years. So did that how did you go from uh, a student athlete to to doing a, a casino and getting sent home? Like how how <laughs> you know what I mean? How did that transpire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yo man, I don't know. I think that uh I was driven. I wanted. I wanted to do something big for my mom. That was always my Ain't dream. Moms, yeah. My I was. Yeah. I always wanted to do something really big for my mom. So basketball kind of fell in my lap because it was cheap. To okay. be perfectly honest with you, I wanted to skate. Wanted to speed skate. We couldn't afford skates or the lessons. Really? So, yeah. So what we could afford was a basketball. It was like you know, fifteen. I didn't know speed skating was was a thing. Not ice skating, like. Oh no, not not ice skating. Like speed skating. Yeah, I don't know, man. I always wanted to skate, and I thought <laughs> I could do something cool with that. Um, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, we couldn't afford that. Man. Okay. Okay. So it ended up being basketball. So man. economics made made you say you know. So at, at what? How old are you around this time? At this time, I'm. When I started playing ball, yeah. probably 12, 13. Yeah, 12, 12, 13. Yeah, 12, yeah. So, coming, so going into middle even, school. I didn't even enjoy it, though. That's the really? funny part. No. Really? It, the truth, truth, truth be told is like when I first started playing ball, my mom bought me a basketball. You know, we can't afford football. You know, it was, you had to buy pads and all types of crazy shit. We couldn't afford that. So, economics was, was, was a big thing, and your mom, your mom in so many ways let you know, listen, I know you want to skate. 
Yeah. <laughs> or, or play football. Or play football. But this is where we can swing. Right. A, a basketball. Because that's one item. Yes. And back and sneakers. And there was a court across the street. Okay. Yeah. So so it's funny, my mom signed me up for this this middle school team, right? So, you know, I go to the sign up, you know, I know some of the guys on the team, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. My mom had a job. My mom worked three jobs when we were younger. Okay. So she worked two jobs, a, a, a day job, a night job, and she had a job on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So the games were on the weekend. Okay. So I knew my mom couldn't make the games anyway. So after I go sign up, I go to a couple practices, I quit. Oh, dig it. Yeah. So, you know, of course I would pretend I'm going to these practices. One Saturday, my mom says, hey, I got Saturday off. I could come to the game. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oops. So, Oopsies. of course, I'm not on the team. Busted. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> Luckily, I know a couple dudes on uh-huh. the team. Uh-huh. So, I run back to practice, right? Our coach was an alcoholic, so he rarely came to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, this is in the hood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like that sometimes. So, he rarely came to practice. So, my boys, I go to practice. They run in their own practice, you know, mm-hmm. just some pickup. You know, that's what they would do to get ready for the weekend. They, my boys, they was like, you know what, man? Just come to the gym because coach don't never come to practice, oh, right? He won't even know. <laughs> He won't know that you wasn't on the team because he was drunk. He used to be drunk all the time, even when he would show up to the games. He'd be drunk. So I show up on Saturday. He forgot I wasn't on the team. You know what I mean? It was like Larry David when he quit SNL. He quit. He quit. Because he was pissed, nothing was getting on, and then he showed he quit, and then once he realized he quit, he just showed up for work on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just showed up yeah. for work on Saturday. I just they gave me a shirt, yes, right? Man. The dude throws me in the game for maybe ten seconds at the end. Uh-huh. My mom was happy, you okay. know, that, that she saw me get in there. But the other thing was, I was scared. Now, when's she gonna come back? Oh, right, right, right. So well, I had to keep it. practicing. Now you gotta. And then fast forward, you know. But I mean, it was that disciplined man and wanting to do something big that said after I after the basketball career, I wasn't going to the NBA. They wanted me overseas. I was like, nah, I can do this comedy thing. I don't have to get up in the morning. Now, real quick, you just said they they wanted you to go overseas. Yeah. So you so you I got good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, if you played D one, you had to be. You were more than serviceable. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're so the entire time. You're, you're playing ball. Are you at some point, maybe in high school, if you started when you were 12, maybe by age 15, 16, are you realizing you have heat? Oh, yeah. You're realizing you have heat, oh, you have yeah. height. I'm competitive, so I got good so pretty quick. So you got quick. real good. Yeah, you got yeah, the yeah. court right across the street, so you yeah. you, you weren't one of those dudes. You were you're waking up, playing. You, basketball was your life oh, yeah. outside of studies and school, right? Yeah. So at what point, while you're doing this, are you thinking, I'm going I'm going to play in the NBA? Oh, yeah. Okay. So so at what point in college, I would guess, yeah. did you say, I don't know if I'm going to play in the NBA? <laughs> well, my, my college coach and I despised one another. Let, uh, me tell you, let me tell you how I knew I wasn't going to the NBA. This is kind of crazy. So in college, man, make a long story short, the head, basketball, the head assistant mm-hmm. is the guy who recruits everyone to each college that you see. He makes a relationship with your mom. He right. smoothes. He gets right. you to come there. Okay. The head coach is just the guy coaching. Right, right. So the so when you go to a school, if the assistant leaves, whoever that assistant brought in, mm. whoever those cubs that he brought in, 
in good shape. When the new assistant comes in, anybody that that last assistant brought in mm-hmm. is done. Oh, wow. Because they got to prove their work. Right, right. These guys don't need to play. My guys are the ones that need to right. hit the court. So it's very similar to, well, in the in the TV world, and t- television and film, like if uh, if you... If you have a development, exactly. Thing. If you have something in development, and a new development and, person and comes in, a new in, head of network comes in, you're done. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. That's the protocol for all all y'all heads listening, right? And I, I might have dropped this because I've I've talked about my experiences before, where you have an opportunity, you're excited, the money's. Uh, they they start talking to money, the business affairs office, and legal gets involved, and you're like, "Yo, this is really about to happen." Four shows at BET, that's happened to me. Right, right. Which Four we're times gonna, we're gonna get to. Yeah. And then at the last minute, uh, your agent can't can't reach whoever the exec, the VP of development was. Come that to they find out there's with. a new president. Then coming you find in. out there's a new president. Of the network. Of the network and suddenly... And scene. <laughs> All the joints that were on the development table just are in the garbage. into the garbage. Swept right off the table. So it's no different for college basketball. Right, right, right. So I was at, I was at Minnesota. The head assistant starts crying because he knows um, that we're in trouble. Mm. He knows the guys he brought mm. in are in trouble. So I, I transferred back to Colorado State. Okay. Where were you uh, prior to that? Minnesota. Okay. University of Minnesota. Okay. So I transferred back to Colorado State. So you got to sit a year out. So I sit the whole oh, year yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, if you transfer. So I sit the whole year out. But my teammates are like, yo, when this dude hit the court, it's a wrap. This are dude you, is are the you real still deal. With oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. But they know this guy's a how killer. Does that, has, I always wondered, how does that feel... I'm not big on feelings, but I'm, I've always been curious when I see the student athletes sitting on the side, and, and that happens. They they transferred, but they got to sit out a year. How is that? Oh, it's tough to sit there yeah. and watch. Especially if the team is losing. Yeah, because you know what you could be doing. Right, right, right. The, what you could contribute. Right. right. So I transferred back to Colorado State, man. And we have these banquets at the end of the year where boosters, guys who throw money into the program, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we would go and eat with them in the summertime. It's a um, schmoozing. It's, it's a politic. It's a politic. It's so thing. similar. All these parallels to the industry. Yes. Yeah. No different, man. So we're sitting there. We all eating, man, having a good time. And my guy, man, Coach Jackson, stands up, starts bawling, mm. looks straight at me and said, unfortunately, you know, for me and my family, I've made the decision. The whole team turns around and looks at me like, what are the odds Damn. of this ever happening to anyone? Right, right. I mean, the, the, the likelihood of that happening is like one in five million. Right. It just never happens that you lose two assistants, two head assistants, because most head assistants can stay at a program 20, 30 years, two in a row. So that's when I was like, I probably should do this kind (laughs) 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 I'm going to need something else to do. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to have to find something else to do. Had you you been on stage at this point? No, but I did go on stage after that because I knew the writing was on the wall. Yo, so hold up. So that's that's crazy to me. So your plan A, which was to play professional NBA, ball, yes. right? Went by the wayside. Went by the wayside. Your, your plan A almost didn't pan out, but you said, oh, well, I'll just go back to Colorado State. You get there, and then 
Hey, guess what? <laughs> guess what? <laughs> and you immediately say, yo, you know what? I've, I've, I've been interested in comedy for a long time. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. I actually got into this snap battle. Okay. You know what I mean? I still wasn't even... Uh, I think I think that I probably maybe I had got interested. So you I had probably to be, had I, to be. Yeah, you had to be funny. And on you the know team what it was? Funny, oh, I was the funniest guy in the right. locker room. But I think that man, all those years that Def Jam was on. Mm-hmm. After I knew that the basketball career wasn't going to go anywhere, I I was sitting there watching Def Jam, maybe going into college or something on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that they used to run a they marathon. Run the, the Def Jam marathon. And it it hit me like. Oh my God! All those guys can't be funnier than me. Ah, uh, dig it. Not all of them. I know some of them, but right, all right. you know because before that, you know, stand up was in the movie theaters. Right. You right, know, but right. this time it was accessible. And 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 they were they were cats that if you if you were young, uh, the, uh, a teenager to twenty something, and you're watching Def Comedy Jam and you're of color, you're looking like that dude look like me. Yeah. Look, look like just me. like me. That. I could do that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Dig it. So yeah, so I got into a snap battle, and then decided, with someone on the team, with a guy on the football team, mm, mm. they had this. They 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 were like, "Yo, man, this dude Lump Job. We think he's funny as you, man. You and Lump should go at it, man. Lump at this, job. at this, yeah, at this bar. So we did. We jumped on stage. I killed him, of course. Right. Um, and then. Uh, but yeah, shortly thereafter, I was like, "Hey, maybe you know, I was always the funniest guy in luck, right. but maybe I should make a run at this comedy." Thing. Okay, moved okay. to New York, and my sister lived here. Ah, yeah, and convenience. Then, yes, and, and a, a good couch. relationship. A yeah. couch, <laughs> good relationship with a family member yeah. and a couch. Since I had passed helps. on that right. company card, all that we was talking right, about, right, right, right. I needed some place to land. Right. Then I landed on her couch, and then you know the discipline from sports, man, helped quite a bit. I'm sure. I'm and sure. then uh, you know, and then I I hosted those little bar shows where I met you, man, three, two, three, four at, at one point in time a week. Did and, you? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, when you moved here, did you go straight to Wall Street based on what you, what was your major in college? Well, I just took anything where I could make enough money to to stay situated. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't really care what it was. Okay. I, so I it wasn't it was you just jobs. you you wound up at at that job not based on what, no. what you did in school. No. What was your major? Uh, I think it was economics. I okay. Think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never use it, so I don't even. I remember. <laughs> well, you do when you get paid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, it all it all is useful in some way. Or yeah, totally, man. But yeah, I was just taking any old odd job, mm-hmm. and I I did a little bit of everything, man. I I worked for the New York Times, giving out free papers. Mm-hmm. I did lots of telemarketing jobs. Did um, you ever work for a record label? No. No, I I, I remember having a conversation with you, um, and there was a rapper. You might have been, t- you know what, I just, I, the reason. I interviewed with Diddy, but I never worked there. You, you John, here's, here's a guy, I, I'm, I have a memory for like odd, odd things, you know. You, you might not even remember this conversation, yeah. but I remember having a conversation with you probably, I want to say around 99, 99, mm-hmm. 2000. Um, maybe 98, 99. And we were talking about Too Short. We were talking about Too Short. <laughs> In comparison to a mob deep, mm-hmm. and you were saying, you know, uh, and the juice might have been in you, so you were feeling good, mm-hmm. right? But I was like, yo, John's making a valid, a valid argument because as a New York cat, New Yorkers, we're always 
we're full of ourselves. We're full of we're full of pride, just like any other region. Oh yeah, for sure. But, but because New York ran hip hop for so long, I think it was almost sacrilege to talk down about any other uh, any New York rappers. And you made the point. You were like you know everybody always bigging up, you know Mob Deep and, and all of the all these great rappers. But we ain't talking about sales and somebody like a Too Short and E Forty. Oh yeah. I remember you you pointed it out to me. You said Too Short and E Forty. Uh, at that point, they had had they were almost a decade. Eight, you know, nine eight, gold ten albums. Ten albums in. Oh yeah. On their own. You on know, their own. Out the out the trunk type. Yeah. Jokes. You know, and and when John said, I was like, "Yo, this dude." I remember saying, "He's he's he's insightful. He's not just speaking." And, and, and too short. Some of those albums were platinum. Yeah, but I know yeah. that he's he's got at least five, six, seven gold. Yeah, and E forty and the click too. Yeah. Whereas a lot of these guys in New York, where people are just like, "Oh, this guy," I'm like, "So y'all, right?" I don't <laughs> right. know anywhere else anybody right, know right, these right, people, right? Because they don't. Right. They literally and, and I and I got I can show you some numbers to prove it. Right, right. <laughs> These dudes is going silver out yeah. here or or <laughs> dark blue. <laughs> These cats dark is blue. going dark blue. <sighs> they still in the ribbon category. Yeah. So you start you started hosting. I know the 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 main spot I remember. I, I mean, it was it was one of those like in in the history of of urban rooms of rooms in the outer boroughs, two steps down. Legendary. It's legendary. And the reason for myself, the reason I liked two steps down in in on a scale of of uh, I'm trying to think of a mild on a scale of mainstream clubs. To port knockers, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and that meeting, mainstream being the easier route, the, just say Caroline's to port knockers. Port knockers was a spot in down in downtown Brooklyn. Uh, that was just it was a hood spot. Yeah. There were even worse spots. I mean, the, the the pinnacle now is probably the cellar. You know what I mean? Of like what when people think of uh, uh, the format. Mm-hmm. Of a comedy show, okay, you know what I mean. I think Caroline's is more like headliners, like people definitely. that are unattainable. Definitely, almost. definitely, definitely. I, but you know what? Unattainable. I don't want to say that. Well, well, you know what I mean. I, I, the, the 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 like the holy grail. Yeah, like this, like Caroline's is a Caroline's. Even Gotham, Gotham, even though, even though Gotham and Caroline's do have showcase shows for the most part. Um, the cellar, similar to. Our, our wonderful uh, Boston Comedy Club. These are these are clubs that you go in. These are gyms. These are gymnasiums yes. that you're going to build. Yes. Your your set, build yes. your craft, work your and a lot of craft. really good comedians that you never heard of. Yeah, yeah. That you've never heard of. Right. But but the beauty of of showcase rooms is that you're you're if if you're if you're using it for what it's worth and you're not just there to hang out. You you are actually utilizing it to go watch, you know, some other cats. You know, like last week, I watched. Uh, let me see, what's his name? J- uh, Jared uh, Freed, Freed, Jared Freed, and Judah Friedlander, and then Godfrey, and then uh, Rick Alvarez, and and everybody is is bringing something different than what I do. 
So I watch A as a fan of comedy, but B as a student of comedy, like, oh, you know what? Oh, that's oh, see how he took that pause. Right. See, see how he's pacing himself. You know, you can always and it's not it's not stealing, it's just is learning um and always being willing to learn, always keeping your mind open and 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 on a road towards enlightenment where you're growing. Yeah. And a lot of, I, Chris Rock said years ago, he's like, I go to comedy clubs now. I see more comics not in the club. <laughs> they just hang it out. Just hang it out. You know, but it's like, use it, use it for what it's supposed to be uh, used at. So, yeah, so two steps down yeah. was your spot. I was, how did you wind up, walk, walk the, the listeners through what it takes to, to start a room. Uh, a lot of desire, man. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think it takes anything. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I, I picked two steps down because it was half a block from my house. It right. was literally around the corner. You were on Vanderbilt? I was on Claremont. Claremont, okay. Yeah, so Claremont, um, and it was it was right there on decal between Claremont and Vanderbilt. Right, right, right. But I, yeah, it was literally around the corner. It was a small space. I knew I couldn't attract much more than, you know, you it, when Two Steps was packed, there was probably 35 people in there. Right. 50 people, it was rammed. But that's why I liked it, too. Oh, yeah. Because it was intimate. It was intimate, and you didn't need a lot of people. 15 people was a great to, show. Yeah, yeah, man. 15 yeah. people, two steps down, was a great show. 2025, it was awesome in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you could really go in there and work. Right. And work, and they were listening. You know, I don't yeah. I don't tolerate the uh, nonsense. And that me. was the difference between how John would set his room up. He... He, the, I mean, and that speaks to the type of uh, comic you are. You, you, there's a, you have a charm, and uh, you bring people together. Whereas there, there's some comics that are abrasive. There's some oh, comedians yeah. that are abrasive, and their style is more confrontational. And right. so, so the the club is going to be more confrontational because the the you train an audience oh, based totally. on based on um whoever's whoever's running the show. I've always felt like you 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 should be able to almost predict. Who's coming to the stage by the crowd before anyone even walks up? There. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. But yeah, I don't, I don't put up with that, with that, with that bullshit. So, did you go to, did you go to the owner and say, yo, listen, um, I see you have Wednesday nights are kind of light in here. Yeah, you know the other thing that I do, and I always suggest that anyone else do when they start in a bar show is go to the bar on the night and the time that you want to do the show. Mm, Because you're probably going to have to remind that owner at some point down the line, Mm -hmm. remember when I came to talk to you, (laughs) There was no one here. <laughs> right. But you that way, that right, way they right, never right. forget. Right, right. You know what right, I mean? Right. Because sometimes they get beside themselves and start thinking that, oh, this is how it always yeah. No, no, no. Actually, I, and I told an owner one time, he and I were having a meeting about, you know, upping the money. He didn't want to up the money. And I said, yo, man, you remember when I came to talk to you and there was that girl, that annoying girl who was on the phone reading the paper? Because mm-hmm. that was the meeting, the initial meeting that we had. Okay. But I could see his wheels turning. And then he was like, Oh yeah, I don't want to go back to that. Oh, uh, that's where you headed back to. Right, right, you know right, I mean? right, right. And then all of a sudden, he found some money in his in his shoe. Did you when you first started room? Did did you go and and give him a number, or did he give you a number? When I first went, my deal, um, you know, when I first started was always just I take the door. Okay, okay. You know what I mean. Later on, <clears throat> you know, as I, you know, came into my own and I had a lot more people following me and, you know, mailing lists and promoters that wanted to work for me, right. you know, I changed my my deal to the door and 20% of the bar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so it, 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 the scale slid up 
Hey. I remember having a business partner who was working with me, and, and we went in, and, he, and I told these guys that I wanted, you know, the door and 20% of the bar. And they said, well, you didn't pay for 20% of the liquor, right? So mm -hmm. my partner was like, you know, he pulls me in the bathroom. Yo, man, we should just take 10, man. I don't think they're going to do 20, you know. Mm -hmm. We don't want to ruin the whole deal. Mm -hmm. So I told them, of course, I'm there at showtime on the day. The place is completely empty. Mm -hmm. So I said, hey, man, you know, thank y'all for your time, man. I really appreciate it, man. You know, and I told them in the meeting, you know, 80% of what I'm offering you at your bar is better than 100% of what you get. Mm. <laughs> you know that sound like some pimp type yeah. lingo. <laughs> Dig it, baby. Dig it, baby. <laughs> You're going to want this 80 over 100% of nothing. I, I respect your ambition, but you lack vision. <laughs> You're lacking the vision. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna sit here by yourself singing instead of getting what I could be bringing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so of course I walk out. Two days later, they call. We'll take the eighty percent, and I happen to be leaving a place that I was at. So I come in there, the place is completely packed, and my business partner was like, "I can't believe you pulled that off." So you stuck to your guns, or you believed in you believed in your product? Yes, I yes I believed in and the you, product. You, you were bringing in because what I noticed, I've never I never ran a room. People always like say, "Yo, you should." I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to." But what I the one of the things I noticed, which I always thought was slick, um, with with the with the black rooms, was they could say. Every flyer, every fly in the city that was in a room had the same exact featuring comedians from Def Comedy Jam, Comedy Oh, Q, right, 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 right. Showtime at Apollo. Right. But it was really based on who, who was hustling, who was hustling and, was and how, how the room was set up. That was it. Uh, that that could be the difference between a, a great room like Two Steps or a room in East New York that... Nobody wanted to go to because yeah. it's far and, and two steps was close enough that you could hit you could hit your room and then go maybe do another room in Queens because oh, yeah. BQE was right there. There was so many rooms back then. Yeah, dude. I, so I counted the most I counted rooms. was I think at one point there were in the tri-state there were probably like forty, almost fifty. There were like at least forty more than that. Were, oh yeah. See, I, at that point, I started doing colleges, so I have all of them. Yeah. On the <laughs> when I started a comedy union, I, I had 30 rooms for them that were in weekly rotation mm. that were just... And those were only people that I dealt with. Right, right, So right. there were way more of them. Right, 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 right. I never gave them Jersey. I never gave them the outer reaches of Queens or the right. Bronx. Just... Right here in the immediate vicinity, right. I gave them thirty rooms, and and that's what I was basing my business model off of in terms of the money they were going to give me to right. infuse into the into this union. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I forgot about the uh, the the comedy union. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. I'm writing a film about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay, it's coming okay. together. Okay, explain, but tell tell them just a quick insight on, on what. I mean, it was basically we were getting together once a month to make sure that the the money went up. You know, yeah. the the money had been the same for around ten years, and I was. It's like rent's not the same, gas ain't right. the same, the subway's not the same. Right. So let's make sure that the money goes up, which right. it did. Right. It did. And right. then we started having showcases, which was good, but mm -hmm. there was a lot of comedians that just did not want to see that thing succeed by any stretch. Why do you think? Uh, crab in a barrel. Okay. You know, they were afraid that some of the newer comedians, once we had set up those showcases, were going to get ahead before them. Mm -hmm. So they would rather just. No Nobody one get anything. Nobody anything, right. Yeah. right. The, the fear of someone getting something before mm. them, uh, 
yeah, it, 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 they would rather no one get anything. So they just they just tore the thing down. Because the mainstream clubs did the same thing with the, was it the coalition, the Comics Coalition? Or I believe so. I think that Ted and them were involved. Yeah, Ted in and uh, Russman Eve and Ted Alexandro, they had set up. They, what, they wound up doing something similar, but I remember... I remember going to one of the meetings, like me, Ty, Mark, we went, and they weren't necessarily, they came to an agreement with where the city spots on the weekends went from, from $50 to like 75 on the weekends, mm-hmm. which was a lot, but it really wasn't, Right. you know, when, when you look at like what, what the spots are paying now, you're like... I really and 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 then after that it kind of just that was it like yeah. <laughs> it was like hey we got twenty five dollars more what what else yeah, that's it right you know no health insurance nah right <laughs> we ain't gonna do all that we ain't gonna do all that we could uh we could do all that but we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna do all that yeah so they just they wound up freezing after the twenty five dollars raise after the raise that was that was pretty much which which. I think I remember a lot of cats were afraid that was going to happen. They were going to say, well, I remember Chris Rock actually um, sitting at the cellar saying, well, nobody should be living off a of, off of spot money anyway. And and I remember Ty saying, yeah, well, that's easy for you to say, Chris, because right. you're a star. I'm like, but but other heads out here right. in the struggle. Right. You know. And, and you know what I was what I was trying to do what, and what we were able to accomplish until, you know, you know there were there were bigger folks who just kept tearing at it man mm-hmm. until it came apart but i guess what i was trying to do was you at, at, trying, attach, working towards working towards yeah. yeah attaching the raise to the rate of inflation mm-hmm. which made sense yeah which made sense so that it that, that it consistently would rise you know over Each time. time yes right right yes as they should. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'm sure that my, you know, my drinking had to contribute to letting that come unravel <laughs> as well because I, I should have turned it over to someone else. Okay. You know what I mean? Who could have who could have probably withstood a little better some of the things that people were trying to do. Right. But it was just veteran comedians that just did not want right. to see that thing succeed. Right, right. Even though we were getting more money. Right, right. They but still, but the, the, the fear. The, the fear because the playing field becomes more level and there were there were newer guys, and I'm sure that there were cats that were out there that were like, wait, I've been doing this for right. twelve years. He's been doing it for two, and he's gonna get the same right. money that I'm getting. Right. What? What? And they weren't. Right. The money was still still staggering, right. but right. they it's just still they didn't want anybody newer to get anything. Yeah, yeah, and that's which is which is which is a shame. And it's you like, you brought up you um you've you've had issues with with drinking. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. Of course. When um when did you start? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what's funny. I was because I usually will ask people where do they not want me to go oh, if at all. I don't. Care. And I didn't think you did. Yeah. But while I was sitting here, I was like, well, maybe I'll write it write it on my phone and and, and <laughs> oh, ask it. No. When did you start drinking in in, in college? Oh yeah, probably no. I started drinking in high school. High school. Man. Yeah. High school. Started drinking in high school. Drank all through college, mm-hmm. and then. Um, and then in entertainment, it's open bar every night. Yeah, So, yeah. you know, I got to a point where I was hosting three, four rooms a week, mm. open bar. Nor would they charge me on nights that I came through on off nights because I had made them, you know what I mean? A, a grip. You made them a grip. Yeah. The bartenders, you know what I mean? They were, you know, the comedy was their favorite night in a lot of these places. Yeah, yeah. That's where they was getting their guap from. So right. if I came in on an off night, like, please, your we money's no you. good here. We got you. Yeah. And I was a great tipper. 
Right. Most alcoholics are. <laughs> <laughs> most, 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 most drunks are great tippers. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta take care of that. That's bartender. how you, you take take care of the bartender. He's gonna take care of you, oh, even when yes. even when he, his his internal uh, intestinal fortitude is saying, "You know, John, you know, you're rich. Ah, oh, come on, <laughs> yeah, Give one more high." Yes. One last yeah, one. you take care of them. But don't let anybody know. When when would you say it got had gotten out of control? I think it got out of control, man. You know what's crazy is I had stopped because my the 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 girl that I was seeing, the love of my life back mm-hmm. then, she Is that the model? Nah. Okay. Which model are you talking about? I well you know oh, no, I don't no, remember. No, 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 that wasn't the model. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Um John always had like <laughs> John, I do all right. <laughs> you know, John always had, you, you like word word. I do I do all right, and uh, yo. So she was like, "Hey, you know, you, you got to stop drinking, or you know, this is gonna come to an end." So I did. I stopped drinking for like four months, man. So you remember Jonathan Gates from Boston? Of course. Of Jonathan course. had these cruises every summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got on any. I always, I always missed out. Look, it sounds like I'm jealous. I've been jealous of everybody. I never got on the cruise gigs with everybody, and never got on like like the ski trips. Like the ski trips back in the day, you would hear oh, about these goodness. ski trips that were epic. And I was like, oh, I just want to get booked for one ski trip. Crazy. I did one. I've done one ski trip in 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 my history. Ski trips was crazy. Yeah. And Jonathan had a cruise, so it had been. Three months, four months since I stopped drinking, and I remember calling her before we left Miami Mm because I felt bad because I couldn't take her on the trip. Okay. Because they they pair you with a roommate. Oh, right. Okay. Another comic? Yes. Okay. Because it's too expensive to give you your own cabin. Right. So, Rashid was my my, uh, roommate. Rashid, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Rashid. Yeah, my close, close friend, Rashid. So, I call her. She says to me, she says, hey, it's been three, four months since you haven't had a drink. Mm-hmm. You're doing great, John. Why don't you enjoy yourself on the cruise mm-hmm. and have a drink? And I was like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm cool. I think I'm done drinking. Right. So I go upstairs to the meet and greet. The, the, the boat's about to leave Miami. Everybody's going to meet before the b- boat pulls out. Right. Cruise is sponsored by Hennessy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. So it's body a seven-day... Open bar, oh, Hennessy oh, fest, damn. and I remember going upstairs and finding out. So then I called her back, like, "Yo, it's sponsored by Hennessy." She's like, "Please, you gotta drink." Never stopped drinking after mm, that. Mm, I never could mm, get my drinking under control. So that's probably when I crossed that uh, went, invisible line. You went so to the dark speak. side. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That was uh, that you was insidious. That was the beginning of my path into right, uh, right. detoxes and rehabs. Right, right, right. In yeah. and out for for years. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, would you would you say the did like looking back or even when you were uh, in the midst of it would you did were you able to recognize that not only was it affecting your health and your appearance but also your career? You know what? I think that you to be perfectly honest with you, I think that when you're in the midst of in the midst of um any type of addiction. Mm-hmm. Put it like this: When people, people, some people call alcoholism a disease. I'm, I'm not big on that. But if I were, a lot of people say alcoholism is the only disease that you have, and you're the last one to know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Heavy. So you justify and 
and come up with all these things for how you're doing fine. Right. It's good, no matter how bad things are going. Or it's everyone else's fault. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you if you have if you have herpes you have a, yeah. you have a <laughs> you daily reminder yes. right? and you right. the first one to know right right yeah right. yeah yeah but uh, yeah when you drink it man you justify all the reasons why your life is coming unraveled right you know what I mean right. and every and in your mind everything is going fine if this would straighten out and once I get this right once I get my money up or mm-hmm. once I get this sitcom and you know and then it's you, almost like gambling yeah it's like you always just once like, I hit this you know, next right yeah right. Yeah, not even seeing that, man, I done emptied my pockets and now I'm like this credit card, like, yeah. Now, why didn't you see it as a, or why don't you see it as a disease? Just out of curiosity. I mean, I don't think that the the medical association does either. Okay. I mean, my personal feeling from my experience with it, to be perfectly honest with you, you know how um, they say, like, if you take MDMA, ecstasy, or Molly's or something like that, it gets your serotonin levels going. Mm -hmm. Once you stop doing it, you've really drained your serotonin levels. Mm -hmm. Or there's, um, uh, uh, I think that alcoholism is, this is just my opinion, my humble opinion. Um... Is similar to uh, what diabetics. It's the lack of insulin. Okay. Right. So they eventually have. They found out. They take a shot of insulin. Mm-hmm. Now your body has the necessary insulin, but that insulin eventually wears off, mm-hmm. and then you become diabetic. Right. I believe in years to come that when they report on alcoholism and, and figure this out, that it'll be the exact same for alcoholism. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's a chemical of some sort that your body releases to keep you from being an alcoholic, regular people. Mm -hmm. So just like the insulin, most people don't become diabetic. Some people need that insulin, the the, the insulin uh, depletes. And some people, they become diabetic. I believe that there's also an insulin-like chemical that your body is secreting to keep 99% of people from becoming alcoholic. I think that my body and every other alcoholic ran out. Oh, wow. Right, and they don't know what that insulin thing is to give you so that you don't crave alcoholism. Right, right, right. Like an animal, when I stop drinking, you stop drinking, you like, ah, I got to get up in the morning. If me and you drank the same amount, if I stop drinking, my body's like, I don't get fuck about work tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I got to find another drink. Right, I need more. I need more mm-hmm. right now under any circumstances. Right. But I think it's just that whatever that thing was, at it, 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 some point, when people say they crossed that invisible line or they turned into an alcoholic, mm-hmm. I think that, that that little drip that was keeping me from that ran out. Oh, dig it. Dig yeah. And they, I think that they don't just don't know exactly what that chemical is. I think they'll find out what right, it is. Right, right, right. Just right. like the insulin for, for, for diabetics. Yeah. Or yeah. where you can take that shot, and that way I can drink. Right. And you say, I'm going home. I say, I'm going home, too. Right. <laughs> I took my pill. I'm going home too. Yeah, you know, I don't need to be out in the after hours. Right, 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 right. <laughs> saying, no more 243. That's no condos. No more 243 <laughs> till 6, 7 a.m. 243 was the spot. <laughs> yeah, it was dirty. <laughs> it was grimy. Yes. Oh, shoot. Um, all right, so so you wound up um, wearing the 2000s. Uh, at this point, Leslie's back in, in and 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 also just just to let y'all know, like I said um earlier, uh, we all live like it was. I think you you we all live Clinton Hills, Fort Greene, yep. Bedside. So it was like you, 
Leslie. That's when Brooklyn me, was Brooklyn. Yeah, man. Donnell Rollins, uh, Brooklyn Mike. I remember Mark walking Bull. from from what was Juniors was across the street. There used to be the Palm Court Lounge, but I remember walking up Palm Decal. Court. Wow, yeah. 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 But I remember leaving, uh, walking up Decal one time. Keep in mind, at, at Decal, I had just seen Donnell mm-hmm. uh, perform. Tony Woods was down there, right. and Dave Chappelle. Right, right. Um, at the Brooklyn Moon back then, they used to do sketch. Right, the Secret Society. Yes. Yeah. Donnell, was, uh, Jason Andors, Rich Pierre Louis. Uh, uh, Jimmy Martinez. I forgot the the sister's name. Jason Andors. Jason Andors. There was there was a there was a tall sister that was in the group as well. There were like five or six of yes. them. Yeah. And I, at that time, I was also doing Sputnik, where Erica Badu used to right. be there all the time. I was just going to say. I was just going to say Erica came to into uh, into Brooklyn Moon one night, and I did that joke. Yeah. Yeah. That weekend, I went to a concert, I remember, where Jay-Z and them had parked the back of his truck across Fulton. Mm-hmm. Um, Biggie was still uh, up the street. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when Brooklyn Spike yeah, Lee yeah. had just had a film release joint at 40 Acres. Right, right. That's when creativity... Right South Oxford. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. remember calling my brother and telling him there was so many talented mm-hmm. people in this small area right, yeah. that some of these people were going to go on to be megastars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, that, you know, that was before I knew that Jay-Z was going to be what he was going to be, right. or Spike was going to be iconic. Right. You know, he, he had some heat, but he right. wasn't the Spike right. that we... You know what I mean? right. Like there were so many talented people, man. It's all gone now. But, well, but you know, which which speaks to why you're as good as you are, and 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 so many people you just mentioned are as good as they are, and I'll include myself in that. That's why, because steel sharpens steel. You oh know? And yeah. So when you're around, when you're around, you know, monsters. Monsters. <laughs> when you're around Godzilla, you got to learn to be able to stand in front of those flames. Yes. You know. Yes. Because. Nobody's gonna leave you some stage. You have to take a slice for you yourself. You gotta take a slice for yourself, man. You know those those. And yeah, Leslie's doing crazy, whatever. Yeah, Tracy yeah. used to come to Tracy. Tracy used to come, yeah, because yeah, yeah, that was man. like when he first when he first got on SNL. He was still was still sort of struggling to find his voice. So you you would see uh, Tracy Tracy Morgan for those that don't know which Tracy we talking about. Yeah, we ain't talking about Tracy Lee. He from Philly. He a rapper. <laughs> Um, but Trey would come, like, having gone through uh, SNL, I realized Tracy would come, because I went through the same thing. You weren't getting the burn you wanted on stage, but you knew you could you could go into a club and get on immediately. Mm-hmm. So he would come in and, and, and do two steps or do yeah. Brooklyn Moon or do, you know, Boston Comedy Club because he knew he could get that love yeah. that he wasn't getting up there at 30 Rock. Right. You know, and... Uh, and then we all we then everybody started uh, started bubbling and and getting opportunity and, and more and more opportunities came. You wound up um, working for your your former manager, a good friend of both of ours. Uh, I always I, you know it's funny. I still I think I just changed her in my phone from Tracy Moore Marable to just Tracy, Tracy Moore. Moore. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, she she uh, great acting coach, um, the spirited actor. 
Um, she has a book uh, by yeah, that title yeah, yeah. as well. I believe so. Yeah, the spirited actor. Yeah, and and Tracy. Cook. Everybody, everybody's worked with Tracy. Yeah, all the greats. Man. Yeah, yeah, and and, 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 she, and she's still she's still doing her thing. Any rapper that wanted to make the transition from uh, hip hop artist to actor, Tra- <laughs> Tracy Moore. Tracy Moore um, yeah. worked with them from from Buster Rhymes to uh, Renee from Jeanne to to Eve. You know, she she was like her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He rolled tight for a number of years. Um, and I actually, I worked, I did an acting class with her back back in those days. Yeah. And she taught me a lot. And uh, and she wound up managing you yes. up until recently. Yes, yeah? up until recently. Yeah. How did y'all wind up uh, linking? You know what, man? I just bumped into her in the street and I had just taken my first acting class. Okay. And um, With her or no? No, it was with someone else. And I, um, I don't know, I just feel like for me, it didn't sink in. So then I asked Tracy about it. And we had been talking for years. We would bump into each other all the time. Right. Oh, I'm going to take you. Oh, I'm going to take you class. And then I finally decided to start taking private lessons with her. And it finally dawned on me, like, oh, this is what this is about. Right. And then I took her out to breakfast for like nine months straight, man. Right. Every Monday to ask her to be my manager. And then she finally agreed. She, oh, wow. Yeah, she went from, I would never... Be a manager to one day she said, I don't think. And I was like, oh, there's the, there's the crack. There's the <laughs> you, chink. <laughs> you, you you hit her like you did with, with the books. With the, yes. With, with the yes. telemarketing. Every yes. yes leads to yes. 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 <laughs> and uh, yeah, then we started working together. Until, yeah, up until recently. Up until recently. But the, the beauty of up until recently was you said she was happy. Because you had a major, um, I don't know if you necessarily want to put out your business um the name of the the uh, management company, but when I saw you at post, well, you posted it though. So oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you wound up. Did someone reach? He's with Three Arts now, which is a big, big management company in in the realm of uh, breaking news. Was say. with Three Arts, right? Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the artist formerly with Three Arts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See how we breaking news here. <laughs> Uh, yes. What that last two months? Oh, three months or so. Yeah. Oh man. shoot. Oh, the ups and downs of this business. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, oh well, that that uh, that what what ha- I would say what happened, but I know there really is no happen. It's there just, was no happen. They're just like, yeah, you know, it's been we we saw so what we could do, and yeah, we don't think we can do that. Uh, but you know what? It was an amicable break. So okay. am- amicable. Okay. So I'm, Which you means know. you all it takes is one opportunity for them to say, you know, we believe in you all the time, but we had to give you some time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I don't have any hard feelings. No. They were like, hey, we we don't think that we could do what we what we thought we could do. That's but, interesting. They right. They almost took blame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. She's, she's really cool, man. Okay. And she was like, you know what, John? I think it, you would do better. If you had somebody who had all of this, you know, could service all of the stuff okay. that you're trying to do. Okay. You know, okay. and in and, and, and her defense, uh, I got, you know, I think she was shooting from the hip. That's all you can ask. Hey. That's, that's all you can ask. In, in any of this, all you can hope is that someone's, someone uh, is, is straightforward yeah. and, and says to you, look, I, I don't need you to sign a piece of paper when it's not, if you don't, if we ever get to a point it's not working out, we just keep it moving and stay in a in a in a positive place where yeah. we see each other and don't want to kill each other. Right. And yeah, no, no. There's there's yeah, there's no ill will. So but but I mean with that being said, formerly of three arts. So mm-hmm. Okay. How about that? 
Well, you know, <laughs> these things happen. These things happen. These things happen. Sometimes mid-podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny. I was looking at the time. I was like, I could actually do a second episode, <laughs> right? It, but if I do a second episode, I know people going to be tight because they want to hear this story. Yeah, but yeah. But that's what a, that's what a cliffhanger is called. Sometimes you got to tune back in. <laughs> this is Sweets Week. It's May and Sweets. <laughs> Uh, Y'all learn, learn how to play the game, you know. Um, nah, but I'll, I'll I'll keep it all on one one episode. What, what would you say your biggest uh, uh, opportunities have been? Obviously, you've done Comic View. You've had you've had some some TV looks, but you have, I want you know what? Yo, y'all gonna be mad. We might have to do a second episode, son. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people. Don't worry, no, we're going to do the second episode, though. We're going to do it. We're going to lock in low the second episode. John, where can people find you? So we're doing the second episode, man, because, um, you know, y'all, y'all got other things to do. But, you know, we're going to maybe, maybe I'll drop it midweek or maybe you'll just have to tune in next week. Yes. But you'll know that that episode will drop immediately on Monday morning because it's going to be in the can. <laughs> Everybody, please hit me up. Yo, my, my Instagram handle is super easy. Um, and they're gonna, you know, social media is gonna blow up. So by the time this joint airs, they they're definitely gonna want to run to. He was funny. My Instagram handle super easy. It's oh my god, he was funny. That's my. my he was funny. That's it, clever. Yeah, he was funny. So hit me on Instagram. I'm rarely on Twitter, but uh, you can try me there. But hit me at he was funny. That's where all my dates are. Okay. All my info is. That's and I communicate with my people on there too. Yes, so, he does. Yeah. So please hit me up. Yes, he does. And and with me, like as always, y'all know, you can uh, follow me on my social media at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Huh? You know, and uh, like I said, you can catch me. Um, you catch me uh, this weekend at the uh, Comedy Cellar in the Comedy Village. Um, and I'm always at the cellar. Yeah, six yeah. days a week at the Comedy Cellar. Yes, five, 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 six days a week. But yeah. I'm always at the Comedy Cellar. Come check me. Yeah, John, John put me on to uh, the, the salmon with the veggies. Yes, the salmon is crazy down I, there. I had that on Saturday night at, at, at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> had to stay up for three extra hours. The food is good <laughs> down food, there, food y'all. Banging, right, man. food is banging. Oh my up at the, uh, at the uh, olive tree above the Comedy Cellar. Um, if, you, if, you, if you're in New York City, come come holler at your boy. You'll see us uh, sitting at that table in the back. Um, and yeah, like I said, we we got more more to discuss with John. We still have we have to talk about your time with BT. We got to talk yeah. about uh, you know you working in uh, Atlantic City and, and give that whole story. And uh, and yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. So y'all make sure you tune in uh, next next week for the next episode. Follow up protocol. If you enjoy the uh, the show, um, make sure you download and tell a friend. You share the episodes. To, if you if your comics out there and, and uh, you got some insight, um, you know, holler at us. You know, leave comments on iTunes and, and SoundCloud, man. Um, yeah. So so <laughs> there you have it, your man Dean. That was all love. John Lasseter sitting in the living room with me. We'll catch you in uh, in, in seven days or less. All love. Two fingers, please.